Survival of the weakest. Survival of the weakest. Jesus' whole public ministry tells us and reveals the message of love, mercy, and forgiveness to the people of God and to the people of goodwill. But with a special emphasis and focus and dedication to the poor, to the sick, and to sinners. And this work continues today through the church, through the weak links in our human family. In this gospel story, sees Jesus beginning the last phase of his life. He is steadfast. He is single-minded. He is focused. He is driven, his eyes towards Jerusalem, to complete his last act of love, his passion and death. His last act of love for the survival of the weakest, for us, for humankind, to give meaning to our lives, to provide a path for us for eternal happiness. But on the way, Luke tucks in a few criteria for discipleship, the mindset that we need to have to be a disciple, to be a follower of Christ. Luke does this in three short interactions and situations with three men, three would-be disciples, three would-be followers of Jesus. I asked you before the reading to select the one that best fits us today. And have you made that decision? Which is the best fit for us today? And if you decided that, uh, well, first of all, let's take a closer look at the gospel. The first guy says, I will follow you wherever you go. And Jesus responds, the birds of the air have nests. And the foxes have dens, but the Son of Man has nowhere to place his head. Now, scripture commentators tell us that following Jesus means give up our comforts, and that the comfort zone may, long, may no longer be there, but that discipleship comes first and comforts come second. The second guy, the second guy, Jesus offers and extends a call. Come, follow me. But first, Jesus, and then the second guy responds to Jesus, yes, I will, but first, please let me go and bury my father. And Jesus responds, let the dead bury the dead. Now, that may seem that Jesus is being harsh and insensitive, but it's not so. Jesus is not disrespectful of the dead. Jesus sees this as a flimsy excuse now, I quote now from the uh, Little Rock Scripture Study Program on the Gospel of Luke. To follow Jesus is to enter into a life-giving relationship. There are plenty of people who refuse this relationship, and in this sense, they are dead, and they can bury the physically dead. Now, the third guy says, I want to follow you, but first, let me say goodbye to my family. And Jesus responds, no one who lays a hand to the plow and looks back is fit for the kingdom. Scripture commentators say, to look back is to lose control. Now, we have to place ourselves in those days. 
And if you're, I'm not a farmer, I know nothing about farming, but from the pictures I've seen, you have a man with a plow in front of him, and he has straps or ropes around his shoulders and in his hands, and they're connected to the oxen that are in front of him. His goal is to create a straight line, a furrow, I guess they call it, so you can place the seeds in there. And if I'm directing these oxen, and they be two or three or four or five or six, and I look back, I might lose control. And so the point is, keep your eye on the ball. Look forward. Look straight ahead. Do not look back, because you might lose control. And so, what situation do we identify with? And if you chose number two, I would agree with you. Why? Because we answered Jesus' call to follow me. You are here. We are here week after week as best as we can. We bring ourselves. We bring ourselves with our concerns, with our cares, with our joys, with our sorrows. Now, I would like to cite an example of how we here at St. Michael's follow Jesus, how we follow and we care for the survival of the weakest. And this is from the area of finance, of financial help. First, I apologize in advance if I overlook your project or your efforts, and I'm sure you will let me know about it after Mass. You may be surprised at the number of projects, or you may just take these for granted because we've taken them for, we've been doing them for so long. But here we go. The DSA, the KC Wild Game Dinner, visits to help at the food bank, Matthew 25, Hot Dogs for Hope, St. Vincent, the Rice Bowl, special collections like the Ukraine. But with other areas of life, it's not as clear. It's not clear-cut. It's not specific. At times, it's like a tsunami, a hurricane, a tornado, and a forest fire. They're all raging at once at the same time in the same place, in my thoughts, in my life. And today may be the greatest upheaval and turmoil in the history of our country with gun laws, LGBTQ, the social media, para Pornography, abortion, the lack of respect for others, voting rights, and January the 6th. So who to turn to? What do I do in the midst of such chaos and turmoil? Jesus said, it's not always comfortable following me. Jesus said, you need to keep your eye on the ball. Keep looking forward. Stay on track. And Jesus said, no excuses. Follow me. So what to do? Follow Jesus' direction, his guidance, and his example towards the poor, the sick, and the sinners for the survival of the weakest. And so I bring myself to do the best that I can, to help as best as I can, to pray as best as I can. I direct my efforts within my abilities to help those in need, for survival of the weakest, which is to love my neighbor as myself. That's what Jesus did. Can I do less?